0: Hey, listeners, just a quick disclaimer before we get into this episode. A couple of times we mentioned the Baba Duke, and in particular, like doing an episode about it. Um, we did record an episode, but it isn't in your podcast feed yet because we are releasing these a little bit out of order. Um, the episode's great, I'm excited to put it out, but we really wanted to make sure we got this one out this weekend before the Ragnarok opening weekend kind of started. So you can definitely expect a Duke episode, it just will be released after we're done doing all of our Ragnarok stuff and our Justice League stuff and all of that. So yeah, in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Also, we had the weirdest possible coincidence while we were recording this episode. About two hours or so after we stopped recording, um, it was announced that taika is moving forward with developing a what we do in the shadows tv series which is a really cool idea hopefully they can do it right with him on board i feel like they can um but so i'm just mentioning that up front because we don't mention it in this episode because we were like a couple hours ahead of the curve in that regard so yeah don't sing if you want to live long they have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, Hey guys, dead, welcome to the Tomato Tomato Podcast um, A podcast that talks about movies and the way that they're reviewed And uses Rotten Tomatoes as kind of a jumping off point To discuss different types of movies And so today we are here to do our dark bidding on the internet If you know what that means, you are in the right place Um... I am Jenna, one of your usual co-hosts, and joining me is...
1: The other usual co-host, Chris.
0: Today we are talking about, in honor of Thor Ragnarok, which should be roughly around when we post this episode, and also in honor of Halloween, Um, we're covering What We Do in the Shadows, which is a... God, I still can't pronounce his name and I hate it. It's Wati. Yeah, Taika... Taika? Taika Watiti. It's like, the Denny it,
1: villain wave thing all over again. I know,
0: but it's like it's my job to know his name, and I write <laughs> it all the time, and I do not know how to pronounce it. Taika, I think. Yeah. Taika. So it is co-directed and starring Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok, and so we thought it would be kind of a good, you know, like jumping off point before Thor Ragnarok to kind of cover one of his earlier movies and to cover one that's kind of... Seasonal, so
1: yeah, and plus it, it gave me a reason to finally sit down and watch this movie.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like I was excited that I finally got you to see it. I hadn't seen it until like a year ago, so it's. I nice. didn't, yeah. didn't realize
1: it was uh, the a fairly recent movie. It just came out in twenty fifteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: kind of had this perception that it was like a bit older than that. Like it came out in the twenty tens or whatever.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I think this was like directly a result of just like everything vampire kind of popping up, yeah. like Twilight, Dark Shadows, that um, that one weird vampire movie that was Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Like, uh, from oh, from yeah. my understanding, that's like the serious version of this. <laughs> like, So <laughs> I think that was kind of their jumping off point with that. But yeah, since you saw it for the first time, what were kind of your initial thoughts?
1: I thought it was brilliant
0: yay it's
1: it's so clever
0: yay in the
1: way it's done uh-huh it 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 I, it, it it gives me shauna the dead vibes in a yes. way it takes a very specific genre mm-hmm. uh it, like shauna the Dead deals with zombies this deals with vampires but other other monsters um but presents it in a way that it it kind of comedically critiques that whole genre, mm-hmm. but like the, you could tell there's love for it. Like, they understand that whole genre. Yeah. Like the mythology of whether it's zombies or v- vampires. Um, uh, Jermaine Clement, Taika, they directed the shit out of this and wrote the shit out of it. I thought it was very smart. There's a... Uh, I, I have not been impressed or been wanting to see a lot of the recent blockbuster comedy movies (laughs) i just don't care for them (laughs) i feel like they're all the same big in your face bombastic so it's it's refreshing to have this kind of movie Mm -hmm. that's so well done as just a movie and it's just damn hilarious.
0: I'm so glad that you like get it because as I was watching it, I'm like, it's morning. I hope that Chris <laughs> is like in the right mood for this. I hope it's not like, oh well, I get what they're going for, but I'm just not here for it today or whatever. Like, I was kind of, I was really hoping that you would like get it, and it. definitely, oh, I
1: totally. I'm so happy. Got what they were going for, and yeah. uh, I watching this i was like i i need more of this but i also don't because Uh like just this is enough but i feel like i I want a movie with like the werewolves i want a movie with the cops in this movie but then it it would like dilute it all Uh but um i it's it's so well done
0: oh i'm so i'm so glad i'm so like i'm happy that that's your outlook on it like that genuinely makes me happy but yeah Yeah,
1: i because i i kind of had with other movies we've talked about on this podcast, them being hyped up and not meeting my <laughs> expectations of Blade Runner. But, uh, <laughs> Ridley. <laughs> Ridley. But with this one, I've had it talked up to me uh, by a bunch of people. It was someone this week was just talking to me about it. And saying that they quote this movie all the time uh, she was like yeah i quote it with my husband all the time it's great we like drop quotes in like everyday life mm-hmm. i was like all right that's good i like having a quotable movie and after finishing that's like yep mm-hmm. this is gonna be the new movie i quote all the time
0: yay yay okay Yay, I'm so happy. Because, yeah, I, I, like, unintentionally say things from this movie all the fucking time. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, my favorite line in the entire movie is is still werewolves, not swearwolves. Because the delivery of that and just the whole concept of, like, we got to be G-rated. Like, come (laughs) on, we're better than that. That's my favorite line. And the fact
1: that it's Reese Darby makes it so much more hilarious. Oh,
0: my God. uh, Reese Darby.
1: As the alpha male. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking actually like really good in this movie like they yeah. like it's funny kind of crying chronolog- a lot like because like he we know him from being on at midnight rest in peace that's still a weird thing to not have at midnight on but yeah. like um we know him from being on there quite a bit but it's like he, he like definitely like did not look as like dorky and no point Dextery as he has in the past like it it definitely was like in the context of new zealand it's like oh yeah of course that guy would be like the alpha male werewolf or whatever (laughs) and he fucking like nails it it's so good i just like i like you said like you could do a whole spin-off just about them but i'm also totally fine that it's just the scenes that they're in because they're really good
1: it was so well done like we got enough of every little bit of this world mm-hmm. that I was content mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I mean we'll go into more of it with the reviews and everything but yeah I'm, I'm I'm glad I finally get around to seeing this Yay! and apparently everyone else enjoyed it as much as I did too mm-hmm. uh, because the tomato meter is fresh at 96 <laughs> percent which is very good overwhelmingly positive
0: i'm trying to think i'm like what do we i wish i like made a list of other movies that we've covered and like what has the highest rating because this yeah, might be this it
1: is, this might be the highest one i think so far yeah
0: yeah i'm gonna like you keep talking i'm gonna do that research because it's gonna yeah. bother me if i don't know the answer <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yes. it, like i mean so, um, it, it definitely deserves it. I was surprised oh, yeah. seeing that it was that high of a score because it's one of those things where it's like, I know I love this, but I don't know how many people like how many other people love it.
1: And yeah, this so, definitely feels yeah. like one of those kind of I, I don't want to say cult movie, but it niche, is like like there's definitely like you either get it or you don't. Yeah. And most people got it, at least the, the Rotten Tomatoes critics as you said it's 96 percent average rating 7.8 out of 10. Uh, with 160 reviews, only six of those are rotten.
0: Yes, which, which is I... pretty I, damn impressive. <laughs> As I was, like, watching the movie, I was looking up reviews, because it's like, I've seen this already, I can kind of do that, and... I was looking them up on my phone, and I could only count four on my phone. And so then I I asked you, I was like, "How many Rotten reviews do you think this movie has?" And you're like, "Oh, it's probably a third of what the fresh reviews are." I'm like, "No, there's only like four so far." (laughs) And you were like, "Wait, what?" Like, it's so it's deserved, but it's kind of it's funny like seeing that there's just that few fresh reviews for or Rotten reviews for it. But the
1: critic consensus is smarter, fresher, and funnier than a modern vampire movie has any right to be. (laughs) What we do in the shadows is bloody good fun. (laughs) And the audience seems to also agree. uh, Not as high, but they're at 86% liked it. 4.1 out of 5 with a little over 25,000 user ratings.
0: Which I think that's good for like an indie movie like this. Oh,
1: definitely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, this this is going to be one of those movies where if you liked it, you're going to share it, your love for it, you're going to make sure it gets uh, a high percentage like and you're going to push it on people. But if you didn't like it, you're probably just going to move on like man, stupid
0: yeah but like i it it is interesting because i feel like out of all of the things that like taika has been involved with i feel like this like in terms of things he's directed this definitely has kind of the biggest following like i know he has like other movies that like were more critically acclaimed and had all of this sort of stuff but it's like in terms of like american audiences i feel like more people like I, i know more people that know him from this Ne- than necessarily from like other things so it yeah, definitely has it, like gotten it's like it's gotten its due kind of
1: yeah i'm not familiar with it but i guess the movie he directed before this was called baby
0: yeah i haven't seen yeah, that
1: me neither really he i i was not overly familiar with taika
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh before like this past year or so because uh, of ragnarok mm-hmm. the only other thing i knew him from uh which it blew my mind when I found out that he was in it uh, was Green Lantern. Yes. Which I that floored me. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to that eventually.
0: Well, and it's funny because like he, he said that like being on Green Lantern helped him realize like what not to do on Ragnarok.
1: Because yeah. it's
0: like there was a very different kind of outlook to that set and whatever and like how they kind of handled it and how it kind of was received by people and he like went above and beyond to like not have that happen again
1: so it's good that he had that experience going into Ragnarok
0: yeah also feel. I think I've found the answer to our question and I'm kind of annoyed by it which is that our highest rated movie that we've done was actually last week's episode because the Duke got 2% wow. of a higher rating really? than this movie
1: oh fuck that yeah that's stupid
0: this is the highest rated movie in our hearts though like yeah fucking Duke. if you haven't if you haven't listened to that episode definitely check it out and and
1: don't watch the
0: movie <laughs> or you probably have to seen save yourselves like
1: 30 minutes of your time listen to our our Duke discussion and yeah. don't watch the Duke.
0: that is a totally good alternative because yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm, like, I'm still just, like, making the list as we're talking because it's going to, like, I just need it for, like, reference purposes for myself. <laughs> I was like, okay, what rating did everything get? But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, do you want to go into one of the reviews?
1: Yeah. Cool. So which one do we want to start with?
0: um It's totally up to you.
1: Well, uh, so the first review that we have here, it's Rotten. Okay. And it comes from movie mezzanine, yes, the review is by dan schneidel Shni- shne- sh-
0: sh- Schnit uh,
1: i uh, names are hard yes,
0: yes, they are
1: uh so it comes from february eleventh twenty fifteen so not too long after the original release of the movie. this review confused me
0: <laughs> how so
1: he's. It's a rotten review, but there's a lot that reads as positive, but I know. like in a well, backhanded way. Because
0: it's also like, oh, this isn't that one, but like there was another, because I, I ended up reading basically all of the rotten reviews for this movie. There were a lot that I threw out because you could tell it was like someone writing for a big publication and they knew that they only needed like a paragraph to, yeah. like, be published in that week's issue of the magazine or whatever, so they didn't really go very in-depth. So I was like, let's not use those reviews. But, like, even one of the Rotten reviews was rated 3 out of 5, which, yeah. shown, like, that goes into the conundrum that we talked about in the past where it's like, isn't that technically positive?
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, that's, you know, that's the, the flaw, flaw in Rotten, rotten Tomatoes', Tomatoes uh, the rating, rating system, system here. System there's here. A, there's, <laughs> a, there's <laughs> not a good correlation, and, is... and it's very subjective and uh those 37 people at those rotten tomatoes office, office <laughs> need to uh you, you need to fix, fix this. this
0: yes but yeah so movie mezzanine like this was one of the reviews that actually like was longer than a paragraph so i was like yeah. perfect the the consensus that i got from a lot of the rotten reviews is like complaining that there's no plot and that the, like because yeah. this started out as a short and then they kind of they took they turned that into a larger movie and everyone's like it should have stayed a short because there's like no plot to it and there's enough plot for a short film and blah blah blah, blah. and it's like I,
1: I i don't know how long the short is but i don't know I have no problem with it being stretched to an hour and a half
0: well and like honestly my perspective with it is that since it's kind of parodying the like reality tv kind of genre and all of that sort of stuff i think that when you when you actually watch a reality tv show of this kind of thing of like following the same people from for like a set amount of time you follow them for hours and hours of your life but then ultimately at the end very little happens like there's there's possibly change between the people that are involved, but it's not like this massive, like, movie-level plot. I say this as someone who watches (laughs) The Real Housewives of Dallas because I just, I'm like, I need to see what these, like, people who live kind of near me are doing. And literally it's like they... Like, their arcs throughout the season are basically, like, two girls, like, rekindling their friendship with each other or whatever. Or, like, another girl going to, like, anger management and then it totally not working and whatever. Like, it's totally, like, it's very small plots, kind of, for each character, person to kind of go through. And I feel like this movie is kind of reflective of that.
1: And then the funny thing is, like, this review calls that out. says... The subject matter is thoroughly the real world with a supernatural twist, mm-hmm. but with the cinematography straight from the handheld action, reaction, shot rhythm of The Office. Mm-hmm. So the, the reviewer recognizes the style of the movie. I guess he just doesn't agree with it or likes that sensibility.
0: Yeah. So I just looked up the, the short was released in 2005. It's called What We Do in the Shadows, Colon interviews with some vampires, which <laughs> I like that. But then it's <laughs> so it's actually like 27 minutes long. Oh, okay. So I, I would be curious, because I haven't seen that short, like how much of that made it into the movie and Me too. like what stories they were able to tell and stuff. Cause like Nick and Stu are in it, but like I don't know, I don't know how much of the story it really tells and like how much this movie kind of expands on it. And
1: I there is a story to this movie but it's not in like the traditional sense of movies it's there's emotional arcs Mm -hmm. for the characters and these little plot threads that you follow whether it's uh uh nick and um uh i'm blanking not uh deacon yeah like uh like nick and Deacon's plot with like the whole jacket and being the cool new vampire, or <laughs> he's wearing or, my jacket, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> or Viago and his lady friend. Yeah, like there are these many threads that you can follow throughout the whole movie. So, I don't care that there isn't a traditional, you know, three-act structure or whatever, it, it, it works. Well, for and, this. It's a mockumentary,
0: and I feel like, in the in if you were to like Put this movie into the general like plot conventions or whatever. There is a three-act structure plot. It's like they they meet Nick and turn him into a vampire. They the whole second act is Nick being a vampire. Then they exile him, and then the third act is everything else. Like it's still it it hits the it, it's not that there isn't a plot. It's just presented in a way that's more mockumentary yeah. and less of a conventional movie.
1: Yeah. The review says though each character's arc advances in odd fits and spurge, spurts. Each one is built around these awkwardly out-of-touch guys trying to find their place in the world. Which I like that whole angle. Yeah. Because uh, it goes on to say that the basically vampires are representative of geeks and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, nerds in their world. And how they feel like outcasts and trying to fit in. And we're too cool and all that stuff. And I, I like that angle.
0: Yeah. And and it like- seems like
1: a lot of people got it.
0: Uh-huh. It like I I got it the first time I watched it but like reading this review kind of like made me recontextualize the movie and be like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of like an allegory in that sense because it even is like like calling up the what's her name? The the lady that's the familiar and being like, "Hey, can you invite friends over cuz like I have no friends. So like can you bring yeah. people over to hang out with me?" <laughs> like it even I also
1: uh, going off of the familiar servant mm-hmm. character lady uh, I just loved her a little bit, calling out the sexism
0: in yes. vampire culture. Yes. I just
1: want to take it a minute to to call that out. That was great. It's like, oh, if I was a guy, it would have been bit decades ago.
0: <laughs> and it's just a it's just a big circle jerk.
1: <laughs> just a big dick-biting
0: contest, and they all wear blouses and whatever. Like, she's just done, and I love it. Because, yeah, it is like – the there's a, there's bits in this movie that are kind of like – I don't know, like, female characters could probably have gotten a little more prominence in this movie, but then it, it, when you're watching it with the guise of, like, these characters are centuries and centuries old, and so they probably still have, like, misogynistic tendencies and stuff. And
1: one it, of them's a Nazi. Yes. Which is not good. Yes. And I'm a zombie. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah, so... Or as a vampire, I mean.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, like... But you, a
1: Nazi vampire.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, like, you can kind of, like... It, it's justified within the plot, and it doesn't, like, completely distract from it. But I do love her just being, like, why do I do this? This is so, like... This is so misogynistic and awful and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, I just love it. And then at the end, when she becomes the vampire and then is, like, bossing around her husband and it's the total reverse of it, I just... I loved that, too. Where she's just, like, ah. like... Who cares? Like, There's... I'm in charge of you now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else in this
1: yeah. review. There's another bit in this review that says, what we do in the shadows is a perfectly pleasant romp, even if attempts to have a plot weigh it down. So it, it, I don't get it. Like, he, he wants more plot in this movie, but he also is saying that the attempts to have a plot in this movie hold it back from being good
0: yeah i think the point with that was kind of like this isn't telling the plot the way that i would tell the plot so yeah it's just missing the mark which the you fact that sh- it's missing the mark is distracting
1: that's another thing about review culture i hate is you didn't make the movie the way i want it to be made that's not so how
0: reviews should work like no. uh, like not every reviewer is has the ability to even be a filmmaker like to, to even get something like that. Like if you were to make this movie it would be a one-tenth of the level of like whatever the movie is that you're actually watching. But you can't yeah. sit there and go well if I did it, it'd be blah, blah, blah. It's like no, you're just like you're projecting and yes. you're, you're like giving yourself way more credit than you think you actually deserve. But yeah, it... Um, well and like this review says that the the jokes land more often than not, though they may elicit stronger reactions from dedicated genre fans than from the average viewer. I'm like I didn't really get that vibe. I'm like No,
1: I think it works on multiple levels yeah. where if you are like a hardcore horror fan or a comedy fan, you'll appreciate it. Yeah. More than the casual general audience who's like, Oh, that was a funny vampire movie.
0: Yeah. But like I just I guess i'm not necessarily well versed in horror or in vampires or whatever but it's like i can appreciate the jokes just from the like the fact that they're putting them in there it's like oh well that obviously has to mean something or whatever and like it's kind of like you don't i feel like it's not inaccessible but yeah
1: there are some elements in here that that are just a Good horror movie. Like, I know yeah. I talked about watching the Baba Duke that I don't give a shit about <laughs> horror movies. But I thought there was, there, there was stuff in here that was really well done. Uh-huh. Like, uh, Peter. Yeah. I love the makeup and how he looks like the um, Nosferatu, Nosferatu yeah. vampire. Yeah. I thought that was great. The, the All the werewolves. And I thought the blood was done just enough. <laughs> There's a point when uh, Viago is uh, biting oh yeah <laughs> and, and like, it just it's, like, sprays everywhere. it's like oh shit oh no oh no <laughs> well
0: and then he just like awkwardly like stands in the hallway and like tries to fix his like blood-stained outfit <laughs> and is like oh it got on the mic oh no it's like i love that kind of awkward it, humor it, yeah
1: it's such like an honest and earnest look at vampires
0: exactly yeah and
1: i i love that angle instead of there these brooding dark romanticized figures
0: yeah well and like i feel already from what i've heard about ragnarok i feel like that that level of like taika's humor totally translates to that as well because like i can't remember who said it but there was this one kind of blurb about it that was like yeah most of the jokes are kind of like oh, well, we tried to do this thing and then it epically failed. And so we're going to like step back and go, well, wait, that was supposed to work. Why didn't that work or whatever? (laughs) And it's like this kind of level of humor. But like applying it to a Marvel movie, I think is going to be so great because it's just going to be like, ah, shit. (laughs) a
1: it'll be a refreshing kind of brand of humor. Yes. For the MCU. So the next review comes from the Canberra Times. Which I don't think will have many reviews in the future from this outlet. <laughs> it's from Australia? Knows. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the reviewer is Chris Kennedy, and he gives it four and a half stars.
0: Woo. That's I'm good.
1: Assuming it's out of five.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, uh, this would not to be a the fresh star review. standard. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, this is uh, one of the many, many positive reviews. Um, and I, I decided to pick this review since it was, you know, from down under where they are (laughs) Uh uh-huh so it has a i don't know if the perspective helps um
0: it might i think it
1: might yeah because i I feel like they'll have they have more familiarity yeah with these guys than uh here because i feel like they really haven't hit kind of mainstream
0: yeah Yeah. whereas with like the babadook it was like you could have gotten like an australian outlets perspective on it but they were still a bunch of unknowns so it's like it wouldn't have really mattered fuck the babadook (laughs) yeah but it's like with this movie it's like well and like flight of the concords is like a american like i don't know there there's definitely a following for that in america yeah but i feel like
1: it's not as mainstream here like if i went up to like a dozen people on the street. Yeah. Maybe half of them might be familiar yeah. with Flight of the Concords. Like, even I, I'm not that overly familiar with them. I've seen random skits and songs that they've done, but yeah. I haven't sat down to... To watch it.
0: Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. When Taika first got announced as the director of Ragnarok, I thought that he and the other guy from Flight of the Concords were the same person. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, well, he and Jermaine like team up all the time. So that obviously means and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's like this other guy. So I was kind of like thrown through a loop for a second. I was like, wait. But yeah, so I think like this review kind of like you said, it kind of has that perspective of it of like, oh, yeah, these guys like we're familiar with them.
1: Yeah. Cause like the review says, uh, which I like this little detail that they had in there. The film opens with a New Zealand documentary uh, unit logo. Yes. Uh, I have no idea if that's real. I wish it is.
0: They said that uh, it's not. Like uh,
1: that's that's sad cuz I wish the New Zealand documentary was real.
0: <laughs> oh cuz I was watching it and I was like I was like wait, that's a weird like production card to throw in and then I'm like, oh yeah, duh, it's a fake thing. It's like obviously yeah. not real. But I do love the kind of sentiment of mm. like pretending that this is yeah. just like the actual documentary that you're watching. But yeah, but, it uh, Yeah. It says
1: the jokes come thick and fast, and the delivery by the cast is hilarious. Each of the leads in their own way is adorable and perfectly (laughs) fast. Though I think I developed a bit of a thing for YT and his adorable mugging for the
0: camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that you picked this review because it's just like total. This review just totally has a crush on Taika. And I'm like, you can tell.
1: Who's the reviewer again? Chris. Um, Chris. Chris, you could tell he's probably a hardcore. They, I
0: don't know, it could be a lady, so just say they. That's true, yeah. Yeah. They,
1: um, they just probably adore them all already, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just gushing,
0: yeah. But I mean, like, taika is adorable in this, he is. I was
1: it threw me for a bit of a loop how, uh, how much of like a cinnamon roll his character is, and how kind of adorable he is
0: Uh uh-huh well because it's like everyone else like everyone kind of fits into a different like vampire stereotype like you get the Nosferatu and then you get like the like Jermaine's character is kind of like the the Bram Stoker kind of vampire and whatever and then you get Taika who's just like I'm just here I'm just having fun like, this yeah. is fun. And, like, I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to spill on the carpet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I love that kind of personality being thrown in there. Because even if you, like, aren't a giant fan of the vampire genre, that at least gives you, like, some, some sort of character to kind of, like, latch on to.
1: And the the rever also says the visual effects are adorably trashy, <laughs> which I love that qualifier. Yes, uh, adorably trashy. Yes, it, it actually. I thought the production value for this whole movie was great. I love their house uh-huh. or flat. Sorry, flat. The,
0: yeah, the the it's a house. The house, house is amazing. Like it, it really is. Like it's impressive f- to to build that entire structure and populate that with all of this like the production design and all the different props and stuff all around to just have it be for this like mockumentary is like, they went like above and beyond with kind of making it look like this vampire house. And I love the scene with the cops when it's like, Oh shit, what are they going (laughs) to find in our house? And then it's like, Oh, this is a giant fire hazard guys. You really need to fix this. And they're like, Oh, (laughs) thank God. You're right. That's weird. But like, it's just like, so there's so much going on in that house that
1: I think is really cool. Yeah, I have no idea what the budget is, but even like the effects of them flying around—yes, like I was really impressed by the the one vampire fight in the hallway with them going up and around Uh on the walls and the ceiling. I was like, this is really fucking cool.
0: (laughs) So the budget was one and a half million.
1: Wow, they they did a lot with that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, they made that count, which I think part of that is, like, casting your friends and kind of, yeah, like, yeah. doing it in that mockumentary style kind of left the rest of the room for, like, the vampire fights and the house and whatever. Yeah, because, like, the vampire fight, I was like, oh, this is Inception when they're, like, on the ceiling. That's, that's what I thought, too. Like, just even doing that was impressive because it's like you didn't have to do that, but they, like, threw that in as a nice little thing.
1: Yeah, now I'm curious because I want to go back now and watch that original short. Yeah, and see how much was in there. Me it, too. Yeah, it, them doing that short was probably kind of a good dry run. Yeah. To figure out like what works, what doesn't, and and what they could do.
0: Well, plus it was like a ten year difference, so yeah. by then they were like much more accustomed to filming and directing and kind of like had had developed more of their kind of voice i think which is also really helpful so yeah um i i'm trying to think of what else yeah adorably trashy is kind of a good perspective of it because especially like that last scene in the third act with the when the werewolves are attacking it totally felt like like seventies horror movie level of like this is absolutely ridiculous, and we're trying to like stretch our budget and stuff, so we're gonna put filters all over everything, <laughs> make it look scarier than it is, and whatever. And like it looked great; it totally fit like what the rest of the movie was kind of doing. And then like the uh... reenactment
1: at the <laughs> end. Oh my! That was so great because it, it reminds you that yeah, this is uh, a documentary, and I love that bit. I wanted seeing Reese Darby surrounded by. Men.
0: yes oh my god i just wanted more like reenactments like that it was a good joke to save till the end of the movie but yes. i'm like that would have been if like i would have loved to have seen that as like a more a little bit more of a recurring thing because it would have been even more hilarious but yeah just yeah, like the,
1: the only other place where i could see like a reenactment done would be like uh them becoming vampires but i also love yeah. the the use of like historical images and yeah. paintings and all that uh-huh that feeling, but yeah
0: no, it's like when this movie was being made, it was kind of the tail end of, like, Twilight mania. So, I feel like if you were a person who absolutely hated, like, what was the common perception of vampires, then this was definitely, like, a good alternative.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, this movie is more in line with traditional vampire lore. Yeah. Than twilight is and that yeah like you're saying people will latch onto that it's like oh look at these really well done vampires but in a whole complete different setting than we're used to mm-hmm.
0: yeah and that's like it's and it doesn't even need to like reference any of the other like vampire media like they could have thrown in like a twilight joke in there or whatever but they didn't really need to and it like having it be this kind of fish out of water thing of we know nothing about pop culture, really, except for, like, very select pieces yeah. of pop culture, which is Sister Act and Blade, which I loved
1: that. <laughs> oh, that little <laughs> bit was great. I
0: love it. It's like, you can't dress as Blade. <laughs> it's like, well, why not? And then he has this, I'm, I'm like. Just... <laughs> I Everyone
1: mean, loves, loves Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yes. That
0: was so good. Well, and, yeah. like, like, there's a whole, I was kind of thinking with this movie, like, there's the way that parody usually like parody movies on a large scale the way that they kind of work in america is very much that kind of like scary movie or epic movie or like vampires suck or whatever where it's just like it's such a weird phenomenon because it's such a very compact time capsule of whatever the hell was going on at popular, like in popular yep. culture, the minute that that script was written. But then, like even by the time it premieres, it's so like outdated and stale. Yeah,
1: we've already moved on.
0: Yeah, well, and it's also kind of like laughing at whatever the thing is that they're parodying. Whereas exactly. I feel like this is very much. That's a, why I hate like, those. Yeah, well, and this is like a laughing with you kind of thing. Like it's it's understanding what the genre is instead of doing just like ha
1: A superficial kind of. Joke and they're all not jokes because they're shit and they're churned out on an assembly line by studios and they need to stop that right now, (laughs) Ridley.
0: Ridley, it's not even Ridley's fault. (laughs) We just need to make. There's
1: someone out there named Ridley who was involved with those movies. I'm speaking to them directly. Can
0: we make a T-shirt that just says Ridley? (laughs)
1: We'll put that on Redbubble.
0: Yes, I will like I will design the shit out of that and put that on Redbubble because I think we need that to exist. But yeah, Ridley. But yeah, so I mean, like it is kind of a thing of and I feel like it is kind of the international perspective that usually gets like comedy on that level. I feel like I mean, like I feel like there are people in America that do it on a smaller scale of like. Like, parody, like, TV shows and, like, funnier or Die and stuff like that. Like, there is definitely that level of comedy in America. But in terms of, like, what gets made into a film, it's yeah. so, like, it, it, the, the, the parody films are such garbage in America. So, yeah, so... I think we can go on to the last review, which is definitely yes. the most scathing. So, yes. yeah, for the listeners, we just had a shit ton of technical difficulties, but it hopefully should piece together as if nothing happened, which is good. It's a
1: seamless fix. Seamless you know? editing,
0: you know. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to move on to our third review, which is from Little White Lies. I have which-
1: I had no idea it was an outlet.
0: It's one of the outlets. So when I went to this review initially, the link was dead, and I was like, ah, shit. There goes, (laughs) like, now we have to pick from, like, five other reviews, and the other five were just like the one that we picked and then paragraph reviews. So I was like, come on, I hope this one works. And then it turned out they had like changed their domain name So then all of their reviews, like didn't autocorrect to the new domain name, but it like, I found their website and searched for this review and found it. And I was like, Oh, thank God. It's more than Good. a paragraph. Like we can actually do something with this. So,
1: and I, I don't know much about this outlet, but mm-hmm. I do like this little feature for their reviews. Um, so if you go, we'll, we'll have a link in the description, but under the title of the movie, did you notice this? There's three numbers oh. under the title. And if you hover over it, the first one is anticipation, enjoyment, and in retrospect, <laughs> so I'm guessing this is on a scale of five.
0: Well, it, okay. So it is because I just checked another review. I just checked the review for 2049 and in anticipation, it had five and then enjoyment and in retrospect were two. So they just seem cynical. They just yeah. like they just keep getting disappointed by movies. I guess <laughs> I don't know, but I yeah. the, their website's yeah. cool. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: they seem very hip and all that. Uh, but for the what we do in the shadows, their antip- anticipation was three, enjoyment two, and retrospect two. So David Jenkins, yes. also known as Davy Jenkins on the Twitter, yes, uh, did not enjoy this movie at all. It this, this opening paragraph really set the tone, <laughs> really the opening line, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, which is, it would be no lie to say that there are zero jokes in frighteningly unfunny new film from Kiwi director Taiki Waititi, which has been co-directed by looming and laconic Flight of the Concord star Jermaine Clement. Uh, there is a single joke, but it doesn't quite stretch to use of the plural, That first this one sentence. joke has been hammered thin. <laughs> Jeez,
0: but yeah so this review kind of says like and i don't it doesn't even really reference what the single joke is it just kind of says there's only yeah. one joke and it's not even that funny it's like well you won't even say what Let's you say thought what the joke was is. funny but yeah this
1: i guess it's the fact that it's supposed to be funny vampires is i guess that is his take i don't know i but, don't know uh he says the film asks the question: uh, What would happen if the iconic staples of the old Universal horror films—vampires, werewolves, etc.—were dropped into modern-day Wellington and had to muddle in the best way they can? Um, I'm assuming that's what he thinks the joke is.
0: Also, did you see on the side? It shows what the like. It has little oh, blurbs yeah. for the anticipation. So anticipation. Flight of the Concords alums make a vampire mock doc. That could work then it says, enjoyment. Obvious schoolboy humor amounts to very little indeed. In retrospect, slight ain't the word. I'm like, all right.
1: At one point he says, it's essentially a funny or die piss take of Jim Jim Marsh's uh, sublime Only Lovers Let Live, in which the banality of the vampire life. He's basically comparing to this other thing that he clearly likes a lot more. Which,
0: that was the thing I was talking about, the um, Tom Hiddleston, Tilda Swinton one. Yeah. Which, like, okay, I get that, but, like...
1: They're two different takes on kind of the same concept.
0: Well, um, and it's you, like this one. This one, I feel like, also parodies a thing that you don't really see a lot in movies, which is like how how ridiculous it is to live with roommates. Like, yeah. like that that little aspect of it, I think, is fun too. When it's like the arguing over who does the stuff on the chore wheel and like <laughs> complaining about getting the couch messy or whatever. Like, it's such a roommate thing that people can relate to that like isn't necessarily in a more serious vampire movie but yeah it i don't know this review they're very critical uh,
1: these innocent larks also encompass that perennial cinematic no-no gore-based comedy
0: uh,
1: which I disagree, I disagree with yeah there's gore in the movie but it's not the level of saw or one of the the horror parody movies it it's <laughs> It's so over the top in the way you see the blood squirting out in almost like a Tarantino-esque yeah. comedic way. And it—it's that's what they're going for. That's the point of it. Yeah. It, yeah, uh,
0: Davy. Yeah, because he says we see severed jugulars, blood puddles, and sundry murders along the way, all of which give an already unfunny proceeding, a dash of unwanted seediness. I'm like fine, whatever. I just disagree. Like, I think, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the gore is kind of gross, but that's the point, is that like, hey, what we do is kind of gross. So, but like, and like the part where they... Like, even the parts that are kind of like, oh, that's kind of sad or I feel kind of bad about that are, like, still kind of funny in a way. Like, when yeah. Taika's character, like, like we said, when he, like, bites the girl and the blood goes everywhere. But before that, when she's like, oh, I'm going to finish school and I'm going to travel the world and everything's <laughs> so great. And then he's like, okay, cool. And then just immediately kills her. Like, he does not but see, give a shit. see, I also like the
1: awkward attempts at him trying to bite her first.
0: Yes. Because it's like. And that's great. It's well, those cause...
1: little bits like that that make it human yeah. and funny. Well, cuz that kind of made earnest. me think
0: I was like, what does she think is happening? Like, <laughs> is she seriously thinking that she's about to hook up with a guy who's dressed in a blouse and just put like a a hanky on as a bib basically basically <laughs> and is like trying to bite her neck? Like there's no like foreplay. It's just like no, right into but,
1: it. <laughs> I forget was she one of the people who um hmm the servant lady no brings no that tube. was like a
0: completely different night
1: oh that's right that's right yeah because i love that whole bit with the posghetti
0: yes oh it's so gross because i just hate bugs so the whole thing of like you're eating bugs i'm like Ugh. but like the yeah just the way that that goes and the way that they say spaghetti pa- basically bus- yeah. buschetti i'm like all right guys paschetti. okay but yeah,
1: yeah. And I, uh, another kind of going off of that another bit that they had was the I love the little deconstruction of the vampires always wanting virgins. Yes. And it's like, why do we want virgins? And it's like, you know, it's like if you got a sandwich, you wouldn't want it if someone else fucked it. I
0: love that line. (laughs) I love that line. It's (laughs) so...
1: It's like, wow, this is a really ridiculous concept. Yeah. And the way they tag it, I love it.
0: It's like when you like, it it makes you kind of step back and go like, oh God, like, yeah, that whole concept is kind of stupid but also kind of makes sense. Like yeah, it it justifies (laughs) it in this joke that's just like perfectly (laughs) awkward. But yeah, it, I don't know. This movie.
1: It's such a good deconstruction but also rebuilds a lot of the, the vampire mythology in a new way. Yeah. Like I sure I can get behind a whole series of these monsters living together in a real world uh, type situation.
0: But this review disagrees with our thought. It says that they always lunge for a cheap gag at the of sustain or at the expense of sustaining the illusion, which makes the film come across as an exercise in lazy, self satisfied guffawing. I'm like, Ugh.
1: I don't know. I I wholly disagree with that notion. Because if you take away those elements, it's just another straight, boring vampire movie. Yeah. And it will look like whatever vampire movie that Universal will eventually churn out for their shitty cinematic universe. Dark
0: universe.
1: universe. <laughs> more more what we do in the shadows, less dark universe.
0: Or just make dark universe in this mockumentary style. Just have and like I will so-
1: fully support Universal. In
0: that. <laughs> just Sophia Boutella as the mummy, and everyone else is all the different monsters. But they're not. It's not a serious movie. It's just them <laughs> like stuck in a house together. Like I would I'm waiting that. for Sophia,
1: Sophia Butella to take off. I bet she has some comedy chops in her.
0: She has to. Like come on. But yeah, it would be just kind of like that would be the only way that I would be convinced to see Dark yes. Universe and like <laughs> actually give a shit about it. But yeah, it this review is just so scathing because then it calls Reese Darby the Concord's second banana, which like I know he's a supporting character in that, but you don't have to be a dick about it.
1: Yeah, don't don't demean him or whittle him down. He his character is great in this, and he contributes a lot and he's very funny
0: well it's funny um, having the like alpha male werewolves like having that whole subculture of werewolves be like the dorkiest guys like not having yeah. it be because you could have it be where it's just like more macho traditionally looking kind of people that yeah. they're up again against. If,
1: if this was an american production yeah i would almost guarantee that reese darby's character would be played by someone like Channing Tatum and Nello.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, basically. Or like someone
1: like someone along those lines to counter the dweeby vampires.
0: Yeah. Whereas this, it's kind of like dweebs versus other levels of dweebs, which I just I love that. I think it's kind of like a it's a fun way. And it, it it kind of going back to the nerd analogy, it kind of just represents like different the different facets of geek culture where it's like, Oh, don't pay attention to the LARPers. They're, they're fucking lame or whatever. Let's make fun of them. Even though we play D &D." and D
1: stupid other nerds. They're not like us. And then
0: it's like the end, the moral of the story at the end of the movie is like, Hey, we're actually the same kind of like we have more in common than we thought we did. So why don't we be friends? So like, it totally works with that analogy, but this review is just like, no. And then this review ends by saying, um, that Taika who plays the loved up in vain Viago would do well to stick behind the camera in the future which i think it's kind of hilarious that yes he is behind the camera but even then in Ragnarok he like he
1: finds a way to insert himself yeah it's like it's like
0: okay he's playing Korg which I am so excited for like good lord I love everything about how he is approaching that character and then he even did like mocap for the Hulk because he was like yeah there were some days Ruffalo wasn't there and I had a very clear idea of how the Hulk needed to move so I did it myself and so it's just kind of like it's this funny kind of thing of like I'm still gonna act and you're never gonna know and that's okay but yeah it's just i don't know i think this review was way too harsh on this movie it really
1: was like that's that's fine you you don't like this movie but this review goes out of its way to just tear the movie down yeah at least the other negative review we had and i'm sure others do too they have at least some little positive uh nugget to say or at least He's like, yeah, I understand what this movie was going for. It wasn't for me. Yeah. He just is fully demissive of uh, the movie.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Less of those kind of reviews. Yes. Um, Although I do still really like the anticipation, enjoyment, retrospect feature. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. But just
0: just when you're not being like mean about it or whatever, but. Yeah. Okay, so I was just looking. So I, I was just checking for posterity. So Davey also reviewed Ragnarok and has already posted his review. And it says that th- this is kind of funny because it kind of turned around. His anticipation was on the three scale because it says, is it just us or are these Marvel movies arriving weekly now? <laughs> Which like, <laughs> goddamn. Okay. And then Enjoyment, the same but different. What, what a difference a genuine comedy director makes. I'm like, well, you didn't want what? him to be genuine. Oh,
1: my God. In this other so, movie. <laughs> of what changed in the in the two years? I don't know. Since this, wow.
0: I don't know. And don't then know. it says, in retrospect, it's a four. And it says, get ready to switch up your Marvel movie power rankings. Which, like, is everyone's consensus, but still. But it's yeah. just funny to see him be like, oh, he's... He does he's, a complete he's, 180 he's, on yeah. Tyka. Yeah, which, is, like, good. But also, give this movie more credit, because this movie is great. Like, you just were not... I don't know. It didn't do what you wanted it to do when it no. initially... Came out, so Uh, (laughs) I'm like, we should find the same three reviews for Ragnarok, or at least try to like the same three reviewers, and have that be a Ragnarok episode. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would love to do that just to see what their takes on another Taika movie are.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna like keep that in mind because this, like, if. I guess movie mezzanine is still writing things, so that could be a thing. And then obviously that other outlet. So, yeah. we're,
1: We're using a lot of new outlets today. Yeah. Some that I was not aware of.
0: Yeah. It's good. I think that's kind of what makes this podcast fun is to not always go to, like, real views and cinema blend and stuff like that. I think, like, especially with movies like this that are a little more niche, you can kind of find, like, more in-depth reviews from places that you wouldn't necessarily respect or expect to. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. For our last segment, honestly, my only, like... If if this is your first episode, usually at the end of every episode, we try to fan cast like the person, the people involved with with the movie that we're talking about into a superhero property. Obviously, Tyka is already covered in that regard, um, and he already has said that he wants to do another Marvel movie at some point. Although it was funny because he said like I only want to do Thor because I don't care about the other characters," <laughs> which I was like, "God bless you, like good lord." But I I'm actually shocked that. Jermaine and Reese and all of the other people in like movies like this and in stuff that Tyka has done before are not in Ragnarok to my understanding Me too. but someone asked him about that on Twitter and he basically said it was like lol it's cuz they can't act and I was <laughs> like damn <laughs> but I want them in whatever movie he does next I want them to be like Take something from the Marvel cosmos that is some ridiculous thing and just put all of them in it, and I think it would be absolutely yeah. great. Like, I don't know what that would be off the top of my head, but I think it would just be really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm blinking. Uh, I'm trying to think of who they could be. Yeah, Cause there's a lot of uh, obscure characters in the Marvel cosmic side of the universe that they could be. Um, damn. But yeah, they they need to be there.
0: You could just have, like, oh my god, have one of them be Throg.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. If I could have Jermaine Clement voice Throg.
0: I would be so happy.
1: Yes. I am so (laughs) here for that.
0: It would be so good. And I'm like, okay, well then who could Reese Darby be? Uh,
1: Let's see. Now
0: I'm, like, mentally coming up with a pet Avengers movie, because why not? Like <laughs> right. like just to have them all just voice either aliens or monsters or like or pets or whatever, just like some ridiculous thing from the Marvel universe
1: I'm doing some quick googling, yeah, and yeah i'm I'm fully behind. Clement Throg.
0: Yes, it would be so good. And like, why not? Why not? Honestly, like Hemsworth doesn't want to play Thor forever. So just like, it would be funny to just throw like every version of Thor to the wall and then see what sticks and obviously have what sticks be female Thor. But it would be yeah. fun to kind of like throw them all in too because that would just be kind of hilarious. But I'm also not was, super familiar with like the Thor mythos, if, so uh,
1: yeah, I could see Clement voicing Throg, and if he also wants to voice, uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill.
0: Yes, I was that thinking that. That would be great. Yeah. So, but then I'm like, what should Reese Darby be? Because Reese Darby needs to be in a Marvel movie.
1: Uh, he just Reese Darby in, in space.
0: space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know, Jack, Jack of Hearts. hearts.
0: Just have him and Steve Agee's character, just, like, from Guardians, just have them hang out all the time.
1: I would be fine with that. Just them hanging out at a bar at nowhere.
0: That would be so good. Like, I need that. It would be so good. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just, like, I need... Oh, uh, What?
1: I'm just doing some Googling. Yeah. Um, I'm not overly familiar with this character, but... Uh, I'm just looking at this picture of it. Uh, the character is Angar the Screamer.
0: Okay, hold on. Oh, God. You just,
1: <laughs> once okay. you see the, pho- the picture. Oh, no. <laughs> right? What? He, he With the whole the stupid, huge handlebar mustache and the leather jacket or the leather vest jacket.
0: Oh, but he was already on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Oh, was he? God yeah. damn it.
0: Like his last name was literally Angar. Just because, like,
1: oh, uh, that's stupid. I well, well, uh, Shield doesn't really take place in the MCU, anyways. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, it was in season two. That's why I don't remember. Cause season two was fucking weird. I'm like, yeah, no
1: one remembers that season.
0: Oh, jeez. But yeah, I'm like, just pretend that that didn't exist, and then have Reese Darby be like the film version of him. <laughs> like, yeah, if you can have, um, what's her name? The the girl that was their lady that was on Luke Cage. Shit! I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. If you can have Herbie I... in two MCU properties as two different characters in the span of less than a year, then you can have Reese. Darby. We can have this. Yeah, like that would be hilarious. So I think he needs
1: to play. He needs to play a joke character like that, or like Jack of Hearts. Yes, someone stupid and ridiculous.
0: Yes. Because that would just make it so much better. And you know that Taika would be the person to like bring them in there and just like make it work. Oh, totally. Like even all the stuff that he's doing with Ragnarok, it's like they're seriously bringing all these characters that I never would have expected to see. Since they're just like so absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I'm like I, I just I, I looked up Jack of Hearts. I would really rather see Ristarbs <laughs>
1: anger the screamer
0: if he wears that outfit. If he wears the jean vest and the like, all of that, that would just make it so much better.
1: Yeah, but and if uh, and if Taika doesn't want to do Thor four, I if he's gonna stay in the the MCU, he yeah. should take on uh, Next Wave Agents of Hate.
0: Ooh, okay. It
1: it's a very funny. Uh, it was like a twelve issue series uh, that Warren Ellis and Stuart Immonen did.
0: Mm, okay. It has
1: like it obscure Marvel characters. It's funny nice. and it meanders and it doesn't have a like a complete plot thread throughout. So okay. it'd be perfect.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm totally here for that. Awesome. All right. Well, then I think we're good on this regard. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on the social media?
1: Or you can find me at the uh, Chris Vito on uh, all the social medias. Awesome. Not MySpace though. Not uh, my I space. was never there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite thing on the Flash this week was when hearing the Thinker go, or as she writes on her MySpace page, I'm just like, <laughs> he delivered that with such like seriousness, yes. but also such contempt, and I'm like, thank you, like you're already <laughs> knocking it out of the park. But yeah, you can find me on social media. Also, not on MySpace. I was too lame to be on MySpace when it was a thing. But you can find me on the social media at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn and all of my stuff is on there. So, yeah. Um so when this episode comes out, we will we are planning on doing having our next episode cover Ragnarok to cuz since that will obviously be like the big thing everyone's talking about. And yeah, I do hope that we'll be able to find like at least two out of the three of this re- these reviews that are kind of correlate from this movie to Ragnarok cuz I think that would be really fun. So you have that to look forward to, listeners. Yay. Yeah. So um I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Until next time, keep watching movies.
1: Bye. Bye. It's time for the inhuman race. You're down,
0: you're down, you're down, you're down and out of this world.